Good morning, Diana. Good morning. What a great, great episode this is going to be. I'm very excited. I am so excited too. And for everybody listening, we um, we are so fortunate today. We have a very, very special guest. Julie Eubanks has been the owner of Bee Yoga in Marietta, Georgia for over 11 years. In addition to owning her own yoga studio, Julie is also an instructor who leads a physically challenging class. I think that's self-described, but I've been there. So trust me, she's not wrong about that. It's designed to get you out of your head and connected to your body, your breath, and your life. Her classes are a journey into authenticity and connection. Again, I can be a testament to that. It is very authentic and, and there's a lot of connection when you leave there. She has a very tough story of love and loss with her best friend who ultimately decided, who inspired her to open her own studio. It's a story that transcends time, location, and loss. She's a warrior who has used her heartbreak to motivate and inspire others. We are so excited and honored to have Julie join us today on our No Mums, No Carns, No Daisy podcast. Welcome, Julie. Welcome, Julie. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Diana. I'm so excited to be here. It's well, great to meet you finally. On my multiple trips down to Atlanta, it has always been a plan to get into one of your your yoga sessions and I have not gotten there yet, but that is at the top of my list for next time. But thrilled you could be here with us today. Thank you so much. Of course. And I look forward to seeing you. That would be awesome. I love seeing your face even today on the Zoom. So awesome. Fabulous. Now this is kind of an aside, but I have a very dear friend named Julie who always says she's never met a George that she hasn't liked. Now George is my maiden name. And I have to say, I've never met a Julie I haven't liked. So I think we're in pretty good shape to start here. <laughs> we're, you're in good hands. We're in good hands. We, I love it. Well, my middle name is Diane. Get out. See, I love this. The universe is always working in mysterious ways. And Valerie has brought on just the most incredible guests she knows just the most amazing people and she gives good intro like <laughs> I, if i ever need an intro to something like you're you're the one i'm going to straight away i love you <laughs> oh thank you i love you too diana I, oh i think i did it on our i think the mary poppins things came thing came out of a, an intro right back in the day right right yeah, that is so. true yeah well i could have written pages on julie because she is my saturday morning Oh my gosh, Sage. I mean, she lifts me up. She fills me up. I, no matter what in her classes, I go in, it's a hot yoga class and boy, we, I sweat out some wine from the night before <laughs> we, and, and she, Julie, you made me laugh. I mean, I know I hackle in the middle of your classes and I'm not supposed to, but um, your wit, your humor, everything is just so fun. And it, it makes the class you know, not only are you trying new things, but you're also expressing yourself. And I love that you always say it is about your practice. It's nobody else's. It's about yours. Um, and, you know, in the years that I've known you, what I loved about getting to know you is you just had this amazing story. And what I loved is, you know, it was great, but it's also heartbreaking, the story with your best friend. And and we had a moment the other day when we were, I was even crying, welling up about it because 
Oh, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> it was going to happen. It's going to happen. So we might as well just do Pro it. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably going to happen. Yeah. So um, can you like, tell, tell, tell our listening audience like how Be Yoga came into be, how you got into yoga and just, you know, your best, the story with your best friend. I mean, all of it, you know, go. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, I will say just as a quick aside, it's not a bad thing to cackle in yoga. Like my, my philosophy yoga is bigger than the mat, right? Yoga is life. And there's a lot to cry about in life. And I think that life can be joyful too. And so I absolutely think that laughing, if it's part of your life, it should be a part of your practice on and off the mat. So I don't think I there's love that. a need to apologize for, um, for laughing, just like we wouldn't apologize for crying in a yoga class, which I've had all happen to me too. So I don't think that there's apologies for that. But do uh, we apologize for the occasional flatulence that happens? Yoga? That's a whole separate podcast, okay. Diana, because okay. we could go on for a long time about okay. that that unintentional. Stuff. We'll put that on the topics. Well, list. Julie, let's just hope it's not during a hands-on assist because every I, I always think she's doing hands-on assist. I was like, what happens if that happens? I you just that. move <laughs> you just move on i try to play the music loud enough you just oh it must have been your foot on the <laughs> and um, literally and figuratively move through it yeah, yeah let's just keep going keep going uh you Sorry know so, what is that, that saying but... you just let shit go just let shit go i love that <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. I'm sorry. You are. You are. Okay. You get to be you. Okay. Well, that, as Valerie will say in your, that also does involve sometimes a few well-placed curse words. <laughs> sure. Maybe, maybe that'll be part of the story later. Um, <laughs> I love it. But yeah. Um, so like I, um, I really didn't get into yoga. When did I start? I was in I'm trying to think of you know, like once you get 35, all the years blend together, like, and I'm, I'm 44. So it's like, I've had nine years of now. I can't, I don't know what year it is anymore. That the kid's in there. Like yesterday. So um, yeah. think about it, but I'm thinking I was about 22. So, you know, like a good Taylor Swift song. I was 22 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was uh, living in Indianapolis, um, kind of like on rotation from college. Cause I kind of did one semester on one semester off and uh my uh, best friend from high school, even though she didn't go to school, go to college with me, uh, we were living together in Indianapolis. And she was like, and aside, like when we were in high school, her mom was a huge yogi, like huge, like granola yogi. Like we, we laughed at her. We thought she was weird. Like when you're 15, she was the weird mom. He had all like, you know, the no sugar cereals they didn't eat you know, she, her mom didn't eat meat. I'm from Indiana, y'all, like <laughs> not eat meat is a weird thing. So like she was in a vegetarian and- A lot she, of macrame. Huh, you, no, 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 not that she was classy. She was classy. She kept it classy. <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, like the health food stuff. Yeah, the health food stuff I had never seen. And, you know, we know she did yoga. I mean, even, you know, my friend's name is Ashley. Ashley would always say, oh yeah, she's just totally weird. And, you know, and that's just where we were. She was the weird mom and it was great. She was still lovely and nice. But then, you know, we lived together. Fast forward to 22. That was at 15. Fast forward to 22. And um, 
we were like joining a gym and she's like, I think I'm going to go to the yoga class at the gym. And I was like, okay, um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'm like, I, and I mean, I, I get it. Like those people who don't want to go into yoga for the intimidation factor. I mean, I was, you know, I think, do you have like some videos you can recommend? Cause you know, like the VHS back in the day, I'm like, cause I'm not walking in to some yoga class. Like I need to know what, what I'm getting myself into, you know? And so we bought some videos and we did that at, at home in our apartment. And then she went to the gym and I started to do a couple of classes with her. And I mean, we only lived together. It was a very short time. Cause like I said, it was in between semesters. So it's like four months. So I didn't go to that many um, before then I went back to school. She moved actually to Phoenix, Arizona, but then yoga stayed with me. Like it snuck up on me. Like I wasn't looking for it to be a part of my life. It was just like, okay, I kind of feel good when I do that. And I like how I feel. And it was totally different yoga than what I teach now, but you know, it was yoga. And then I did it, you know, went back to college and you know, the rec center, whatever, they had some yeah, classes that I did. And it was like a really slow roll. Like I was slow rolled into that yoga. I was a little stubborn about it. <laughs> um, you know, kind of took a segue to Pilates for a while and <laughs> came back again to yoga. Um, but then I think, let's see, I was in, when I start, when I was engaged. So I guess fast forward and I'm living in Chicago and I'm engaged and I had a high pressure job as an engineer at Ford and I've worked crazy stupid hours yeah. and trying to prepare for a wedding. And it's like something in me remembered, oh, yoga, that will help. Right. And then it did from there until now. It just just became part of my life. But, um, you know, and, and I never thought about teaching it. It was just like, oh, I really, this is what I need to be calm in my life. It's when I need to find center. Um, I knew I felt better, like, on all aspects, mentally, physically, you know, all that stuff. Spiritually, like, it unlocked spiritual stuff that I don't think I saw coming. Um, and, you know, my friend Ashley lived in Arizona, and I would go and visit her a lot because, you know, it's that's what I was telling Valerie forever ago. One reason I do so enjoy listening to your podcast. It's just two girls who gab. Yeah, it you know, is. Old friends. I um, love that. I do too. That might be a quote card, Diana. Two girls that gab. Yeah. <laughs> or a new tagline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's like, but you can see like when you, when you listen to your podcast, you can hear like the history that you have together because, you know, it's hard to find friends that have history that have also have lasted right, right. Yeah. and that combination is so beautiful and fun and it's like you can hear that when you two talk to each other so lovely Aww. um Love that. i totally lost track of where i was going with that, arizona but, um, arizona you were you're arizona. nailing it so just keep on <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so i would go and visit her in arizona aside after Ashley left Indianapolis, she got pregnant at 23. She got, or 22, she was very young um, and unmarried. And, you know, so she moved out there. We were like 
polar opposites. I don't know how you two are, but if her mom will always say, if there was oil and there was water, there was Julie and there was Ashley. Like we lived our lives on two totally different planes. Like I am left brain engineer, detail oriented. She was the free spirit, you know, fiery. She was, I, I should probably preface, I should have brought a picture. She was also freaking gorgeous. Like she was, Valerie knows, I'm quite short. I'm 5'3 on a good day. Uh, after a good long yoga, <laughs> five, three. Um, she was six foot team. tall, six feet tall, and had this this beautiful, like gorgeous, like auburn red hair, like just with blonde, like natural strawberry blonde highlights in it, mm-hmm. blue eyes. I mean, she literally looked like a model, and I looked like you know the handler rushing after her. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, again I'm, her legs were like so long at six foot tall I say that to say to know that she was a physically stunning and like she you can't be six foot tall with long gorgeous red hair and not stick out everywhere you go you a know presence yes yeah, she was a presence absolutely um and I loved that about her too but uh so I would visit her and I was the god godmother for her daughter that she and um, so yeah, so I went would visit her quite often um, before I obviously had my own kids because that becomes harder to do. It does, yeah. Can I, stop? Um, Can I just say something right now, Julie? Yeah. The, the parallels are so interesting because I don't know if our listening audience knows this. Diana is my daughter Olivia's godmother as well. Right. Sorry, I'm uh, tearing up. There's so many similarities, but there are. Anyway. It's a really awesome thing. So <laughs> go ahead. I, I interrupted you, but I, I just wanted to point that out. No, I love that. Um, yeah, so I would so because of that and because it was, you know, one of my best friends, I would visit her quite often. And, you know, we would, you know, girls who gab, we would sit there and her mom would be like maybe watching the baby and we would get to go out, which was something she didn't do a lot unless somebody was coming to visit her. Now that at the time I didn't get it. And until you're a mom, you don't get it. Right. right. At the time I was just like, wow, I can't believe you don't go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny to say now. Yeah. It is. Time, I know. I didn't get it. Um, but we would well, go I, got, I had my kids out well after Valerie did too. So there's that misalignment that happens at a couple of different points where, you know, but the, the understanding eventually does come into play. Yeah. It's one of those, if you know, you know, and at the time I did not know, you know, me neither. And she showed so much grace too for I, it. Just I like, know, right. Mm. She, she did make it look easy. <laughs> I and I think, you know, now seeing wow she was single and she did all that like I could unwrap a lot about that now look where I am now but at the time you know I didn't get it but anyway so we would go out and we would have fun we would just be you know not crazy party but we'd have some wine at at dinner and we would just you know do the gab thing and it was like oh yeah like I'm really loving yoga now and she was still really active in her practice and I was like I don't know how, who said it, but we were like, we should open a studio. And we're like, yeah. And, you know, we just, we started like having these plans, but I don't know. I really can tell you, I never thought that they would leave that bar. Does that right. make sense? Like there yes. was, 
that was just really good gap. Yeah, we should totally do that. You know, we should totally open a yoga studio. Um, and that was it. Like, that's where we left it. And, um, and then I would come back and visit and back and forth and whatever. Um, and then, like I said, yoga was really instrumental, especially with my first daughter. Um, whenever, like, I was pregnant, my husband was traveling at the time. He worked for Accenture. So he would be gone, you know, one, two weeks at a time. And when I had my daughter, I quit my job because I was um, – working on like the south side of Chicago is where the assembly plant was. We lived on the north side of Chicago. You know, anything about Chicago, the traffic is maybe only like, you know, it's it's less than Atlanta, but not much. Um, and it would just the drive alone. And what would I do with a baby and have to work where they would expect you to work 60 hours a week? That just doesn't work when you don't have any support. So, um, so I quit my job. And you know, even though I didn't like, I wasn't like so in love and attached to my job. I think any mom who, who's, who's made that as a choice, there's definitely like this curve of, Oh, who am I? Yes. Like, like a loss of identity and being a mom where you already are going through that, like, loss of identity like oh now I'm a mom and you know Ashley had had her child but she was young and she was far away all I mean Phoenix to Chicago not close so I didn't see the day-to-day none of my other friends had kids and that since I was the early mom to have kids so I didn't see the day-to-day I didn't have any support on what that should look like I didn't have you know any family near me and my husband was gone and my daughter was colicky. It was a low right. in my life. Um, talk about like probably the only time I feel like I've ever really probably had depression, but at the time also didn't know that that's what it was. Right. right. Talk about postpartum depression back then. Right. And I wouldn't have wanted to admit it. Right. You can handle it. You can, I can yeah. handle this. I have this big job. I can handle it. All these other yeah, moms you know, are fine. They're it, doing it a great feel, job. Yeah, it can feel so isolating. I had a very similar situation and it is. It's like, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't, and you're looking for new, you have your old friends, but they are in these different sort of boxes now. And you're kind of looking for your people again. You know, from kind of a very isolated, lonely place sometimes. Well said, yeah. Diana. And, and, you know, I, Diana stayed home with her children and I went back to work and I'm being full transparency. I couldn't wait. Like, I mean, with Olivia, I was like, okay, here's my baby. I'm out. Bye. And, and that sounds terrible. No. But like, I wanted my identity again. I knew who I, like, I knew who Valerie was at work and but I got home and it was so blurred. It was so blurred, you know, and I can see where that, you know, you are, you have a, a, the best way I can describe it is somebody hands you this being that is 100% dependent on you for everything to eat, to sleep, to change their diaper for everything. And as they get older, they become less and less dependent. And your job is to make them less and less dependent 
so it's this weird mental game that's going on because when they're so attached to you, literally they need you like, you know, when you're breastfeeding, you have them on you and they're attached to you. And sometimes when they're breastfeeding, you're like, oh, I'm the only one that can do this, which those are some of the things I felt. Why can't he do that? I mean, he can give the baby a bottle, but I got to get up in the middle of the night and, you know, I have the milk. So I'm, I'm the cow. I remember feeling like I was literally the cow. And not to digress, but th this was just like one of those moments for me. I'm sitting on the couch and this is with Kyle and I have the breast pump and I look down. Okay, this is so graphic. I can't even want to say it, but my nipple was like the size of this pen. What in God's name is going on in my body? No one has discussed this with me as being a possibility. Oh, yeah. Where are all the people that should have told me that my nipples were like, what in the world? I look like a physical cow. And this, this thing is taking the milk out of me so that this person called my husband can maybe help me in the middle of the night with a bottle. Right. And I mean, I don't want to take us too far off of, off track with this, but it's no. these conversations are so critical. And this is what we talk about with menopause now too. Yeah. Like, I feel like as a woman, it's like, you're supposed to know, right? And I read all the books when I was pregnant and I went to the classes and all of that. And then I found myself like now not having a job and being a full-time parent. And my son Roman has special needs. So that was another layer of education there. And just finding myself in a situation where I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, so childbirth and then motherhood and then menopause. It was like, I, I guess I thought that I just was supposed to know, have some sort of internal compass about what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know shit. And then you don't want to, like you had said, it was not something I felt like I wanted to just say out loud, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm kind of feeling a little depressed, you know, and that's super lonely. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I took us totally you know, off course, but. Well, I think that's why, like, you know, girls gabbing, right? Right. Like that literal, like it takes a village, but I didn't have a village with me. Yeah, me neither. I never yeah. had it. Like when I got to the other two, I had already had friends who had, and you know, it's like you're in right. with other people, but when you are in it all alone, there is that loneliness. I didn't have my partner because my husband was traveling. And, um, you know, like I would, she also, like I said, was really colicky. I never, I didn't sleep. She did not sleep through the night. Yeah. She was almost a year old. So I was literally a crazy person. Like that's I'm exhausting with no sleep. Like she never slept more than three hours. And I remember, um, like calling my husband and he'd be like in Germany at Oktoberfest, you know, <laughs> glam. and I, he's like, how's it going? And I'd be like, well, I'm on the balcony. Cause right. We were like a townhome. So like the top floor was like a porch, an overlooking porch or whatever. Um, rooftop, that's it. Rooftop porch. And I'm like, well, she couldn't sleep. I'm on the porch. I'm just ha ha deciding, am I going to jump? Is she going to go overboard or am I just going to jump? And I was kidding. And I'm like right. now going, oh, that's not okay to say. Like nobody said, oh, that mm -hmm. doesn't 
sound like something you should say. It was just, ha ha, that's hilarious. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah. And again, now even when I say it as a sane person, I'm like, oh my God, why didn't somebody give me help? That's terrible. But anyway, that's, I digress. Th- th- that's where I was in a minute. That just tells you my mental state. At the sure. Um, and yoga was like the only thing that liked really kept my sanity for that first year. Um, I still every now and then keep in touch with my first yoga instructor, who I call him my first yoga instructor. His name was Dave. And uh, he was so great. And I mean, like, his class was Tuesday and Thursday morning. And I mean, I would move hell and hot water because I was going to be in that class at least twice a week. You're dressed and ready to go at 4.30 yes. a.m. Yeah. And maybe there's just, maybe part of that was because the gym had childcare and I could just oh. be like, yours. <laughs> that but, was going to be my question. What did you do with your baby? Yeah, that's perfect though. Yeah, they had childcare. So anyway. But again, the universe conspiring to put pieces together to help support you in this. That's right. I yes. Love that. I love that. Yeah. So, so it was so important to me. And then, and again, I had already started to build it up from before that. And so it's just stayed since then, like that piece of like mental sanity. And obviously I did, you know, I never went through any treatment or drug or anything for my postpartum. I just eventually one day, you know, everything kind of realigned and rebalanced and she slept through the night and, you know, yay, (laughs) life is. um, So Julie, how did that, how did that transcend to actually because doing yoga is one thing. I do yoga, but I know I'm not equipped to open a yoga studio. <laughs> so well, yeah. how, how did that all come into, into play for you? So yeah, so then Charlotte, my oldest was like a year and a half old, and we moved here. We moved to Marietta, Georgia, which was never on my radar of places I ever wanted to live in my entire life. I'm from Indiana. I, don't, I hate it hated hot weather. Like Chicago was my dream city. I loved Chicago. We lived in Wrigleyville, right by Wrigley Field. Like it was, I was living my dream, what I thought was my dream life, you know? Um, And we moved for my husband's job so he wouldn't travel anymore, which worked out great. But I mean, I definitely had a lot of resentment uh, in my heart (laughs) about that move. That's a big adjustment. Yeah, it was not... I kind of say some people, you know, ease into it. I left kicking and screaming like a child. Like I remember crossing the bridge on 94, leaving Chicago, like bawling, like I don't leave. <laughs> you know? So, you know, so we moved down here and then I just, I really couldn't, you know, we hadn't lived down here long and I was kind of like trying to find a place to do yoga. And I just really wasn't finding that connection with any place. And we moved down here, it was September, I guess it was like Labor Day weekend. So whatever that was, last week of August, first weekend of September, however that works out, um, is when we moved here. And then uh, over Thanksgiving, I went and visited my husband's family in Woodstock. Um, And there was nothing, they didn't have cable, they didn't have anything. And I read like the whole book, Eat, Pray, Love, I'm sure you've read that one. I love that book. So they were not just living in Woodstock. They were living Woodstock. Well, yeah, but but like, 
but they also lived in New York City. Like this was their oh, okay. Home. All right. Yeah. But when Got they it. were in their vacation home, they were yeah, live in Woodstock, no cable, <laughs> no TV. I mean, like right. it, it. That's that's a whole another episode. Other thing. That makes that trip. <laughs> but um, but I mean, it was fine. But um. So, you know, it was great. I got to read. I love to read. I had sure. maybe my husband's family. He was there. Um, and I read Eat, Pray, Love, you know, cover, cover. that one week. And I remember every time I would read it, I'd be like, oh, I've, I've got, I hope Ashley reads this book. Like, I've got to, she's going to love this book. I want to talk to her about this book. I want to recommend this book. And I tried to call her, but there was no good cell service in Woodstock either. Because, you know, we had so much course, free time, yeah. like three or four days that I, you know, could have fit in a conversation, wouldn't, wouldn't have been rude with my family. But it didn't matter because I couldn't call anybody. Um, and, you know, we got back. This was over Thanksgiving. And, you know, life being life, we got back. You have to do all the unpacking and all the stuff. And the this is where I'm going to cry. The Wednesday after that. The call. It's when I got the phone call. Yeah. I can talk about her and not cry, but this event still has PTSD. <laughs> yeah. I can see why it would. Because I don't talk about this part of it. It's easier to talk about what happened after. Right. Um, God, sorry already. No, we no, do no. not apologize in this place, <laughs> ma'am. No, no apology uh, necessary because we would be, yeah. It's unthinkable. Uh, it is. And to go through that is unimaginable. It really, it is. Well, I'm also a really ugly crier and my voice gets real weird. <laughs> I am the ugliest of criers. So oh, I'll, no. you're, you know, and I'll probably be there in about, 30 seconds. So <laughs> if you want to have an un ugly crying contest, game on. Julie, we call it snot bubble crying. Because we do. That's snot bubble crying. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm close. I'm close. That's usually close. what happens. Uh, but yeah, I got the call. My husband was at a meeting that night and, you know, I had, I don't even remember. My mom called me. It was my mom called me. And, you know, she's just like, I could hear in her voice. And, you know, like when you're 20, what was I, 29, 28? I was 29. Um, when your mom calls you like that, you're like, it's my grandparents. You know, like right. that. <laughs> that right. Um, and she's like, you know, uh, I just got off the phone with Ashley's dad. And, and she was just like, I'm so, I don't know how to tell you this, Jubilee, but like, she was in a car accident in Phoenix and, and she, she's gone. And I just remember like, I actually had a sermon today at my church. She was talking about denial being the first stage of grief. And you hear that and it's cliche, but nope, full on. Like, I was like, nope, you heard incorrectly. She was in an accident. Okay. But that's not what happened. You know, I'm, Thanks, mom. Like I was being a bitch. I'm just going to call it like I was being a bitch to her. Like I was like, you are wrong. You heard wrong. I don't know why you would call me and tell me this. Yeah. God, I was so mean to her. Um, and so I like hung up. I just hung up on her and I called our mutual friend. Her name was Sarah and she lives 
in Phoenix and I'm like calling her like, hey, so I got this crazy call from my mom. When's the last time you talked to Ashley? And she was like, I don't know, a couple days ago. I'm like, okay. I'm like, because I had tried to call her phone, obviously, and no answer. Ashley first, no answer on her cell phone. I'm like, well, so my mom said she was in an accident. I don't know what's going on. You're there. Can you figure out what's going on? And she was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, she hung up and then she made some phone calls and then she called me back and then she was bawling and, you know, spiral from there. So she had been in a car accident, obviously. Um, um, their whole, I won't even unwrap all of the, all of that, but needs to say, yes, she had passed. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I don't even know where I'm going now with that, okay. but crazy. it was heartbreaking, right? It was like, so you know, my, my person. And I remember being so mad, like, why didn't I tell her about this book? You know, like, why didn't I just call? Like I had been home for a week and hadn't called her yet. It's like, I kept meaning to, and then, you know, life with a baby and just didn't happen. Um, which is why probably now in my life, whenever somebody pops into my brain, I automatically text or call someone. That's amazing. Cause I'm like, I'm not letting that sit. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there, you know, something comes out of it, but, um, ironically enough, actually, you know, this was the days before Facebook, it was MySpace. <laughs> right. Tom. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, and they would like, the MySpace pages were like really fancy, right? Like you had back. There was a lot happening. It was a lot happening. Yes. And I went to her face or her MySpace page and, you know, people had been writing all this, like, you know, condolences, which of course I didn't. I'm like, I'm not, I can't. Makes it right. Right. When you go to, and I'm like, why I'm not yeah. on a page. It's just not me. Um, and her uh, boyfriend at the time, the only thing he put on there was Atroversiamo, which if you've read You Pray Love. Oh, wow. When they're in Italy. Now we're all crying. <laughs> Let's cross over. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, she read it. <laughs> Yeah, she which I don't it. know why I cared so much. I guess it was just I was fixated on it because something to fixate on whenever you're trying to process a 29 year old dying unexpectedly. Um, but yeah, so she from that one comment, I got okay, she read it, you know. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's tough stuff, Julie. I can't it is. imagine what that feels like. And where, where we all go with grief. Yeah. 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 And where we uh, sit, how we sit in it and then what we do with it next. Yeah. I remember at her, um, at her funeral, right. was back in my hometown and, uh, I went and, you know, like they want to get pictures of things and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a picture for some reason, I was like, I want to get a picture of her and her daughter. My goddaughter was obviously my flower girl at my wedding. I got this, you know, professional photo of the two of them together for my wedding, which is, you know, and I'm like, it was a lovely picture. She was like five years old. And then Ashley, 
And I'm like, I don't know why, but this picture I want to bring to the family. This one is like calling my name. And I brought it to her mom, who I don't think is a crazy yoga lady anymore. She's very sweet. She's very nice. Um, I just want to, in case for some reason she would hear this, I think Candy is amazing. Um, just oh, her when name is Candy. That's so perfect. Did she was yes. a yogi in the 70s? Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I, I could mean, not so love sweet. that more. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. And she's, she's wonderful. Right. But, um, so I brought it to the family and she was like, you know, I wasn't going to put one cause you know, they had a maid and she's like, you know, where they look like oil paintings. She's like, I wasn't going to do one with, with, you know, her daughter, because I thought that would be weird. Right. Her daughter's still alive. And she's like, but no, you brought this to me. And yeah, you're right. This is the one. Ashley would want this one. And uh, we go to the funeral, which, by How do the way, get through that day, my friend. It's the same church I got married in. Ooh. It's not so the church I grew up in. It's not the church she grew up in. Right. There is no reason why. I mean, in this Evansville, Indiana, there's a lot of Catholic churches. Sure. There's like, Oh, there's so I can't count them. And um, the fact that they were at the same church is just wild. My right. her funeral. And, you know, I had to go up and give like a reading thing, which went terribly. And in my head, as I'm ugly sobbing in front of a whole church full of people, which we've already just discussed how much I don't like talking in front of groups of people. And then I'm ugly crying. I also have like a little laughter in the back of my head going, she would think this is so flipping hilarious you losing right right now in front of everybody um but anyway and I go to sit down and I don't know near the end of the surface it just occurred to me that like she was cremated her mom had put all these pictures on the front of the church right like kind of spaced out so that that's what you were seeing instead of a casket and as I'm going to walk out right I sat with the family because I'm basically I felt like part of the family of at course point in time because they'd known me for family. so long Chosen yeah family. as we're walking out this is like gives me chills still to this day where they put the picture of her with her daughter is where the picture was taken oh my gosh I mean wild that's uh, wild I mean right so like it gave yeah. me bumps yeah. at the time and I had to tell her mom, I was like, oh, you were not going to believe this. And she's like, no, I totally believe that. Right. No but, coincidences. Um, there are no I know. Um, so anyway, it was a lot to process. But, you know, again, I was still just trying to find a yoga studio here. I teaching was never on my radar. Um, I'm just trying to move the story along because I know I'm going on about things that are probably really insignificant. No, this not. is actually so on point and important. You cannot believe it. Yeah, they're not <laughs> insignificant and they're things we talk about all the time. So Julie, no, I, I love yeah. those pieces. And th yeah, I, I just thank you for sharing circumstance, it. right? Like things yeah. are like in universe and bigger forces always at play. And I just think something like that picture is just like a a little reminder of that, right? That yeah. there's something we don't see happening Always. in this, in the fabric of the world. And it's, it's beautiful. And um, so healing and amazing if you're paying attention. Oh yeah. I stopped crying. Like it really, like I had a peace wash over me. Mm -hmm. I like a 
blew her a kiss on the way out and I was okay with it Yeah, and because of that picture. So, um, but yeah, like I said, fast forwarding to here and just kind of in and out of finding a yoga studio and a yoga practice. And then I guess within like another like year, like I find myself, of course, pregnant again and had my son and I, I mean, I had kind of fallen out of it because I just couldn't find a place that I wanted to go to. And like, no, I, I know I need yoga back in my life. My son, you know, was a couple months old. Um, in the neighborhood where I lived at the time in, in Marietta, it was like something was in the water. There were <laughs> seven moms that had nine babies within a six-month period. Yeah, you can do the math on that. <laughs> seven moms. Yeah. With nine babies. So two sets twins. of twins. Yeah. Wow. And all of us all pregnant, like, and I'm talking like neighbors, like just within like a street of each other. Wow. So like there was a big group of new moms on my street, right? They're like, this is a full class right yeah. here. I know. It's exactly what I said. <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> exactly. I said, I said, I really want to get back into yoga. I can't find what I want. And I, I you know, can't forward actually to go to yoga studio right now. I got two kids at home. I'm still a stay at home mom. And I'm like, invite all these women that I'm friends with who just had babies. I'm like, let's do yoga. I'll teach it. I mean, I'm not really going to teach it. I'm just going to do it. And you guys can just follow along, you know, it'll be chill. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. We'll drink some coffee. We'll have some wine. All of our mom bodies just like, who cares? Yeah. Well, I have this room in my house because it's if you Valerie knows like probably same thing like these old houses like our house was 100 years old they're quirky houses so you end up with weird rooms that you don't know what to do with sometimes because they've been added on to it's crazy so I had the front room of my house was basically like an, an empty store there was nothing in it so I'm like oh perfect <laughs> in the front room of my house um and so I invite the moms over and you know I put together like okay this is what I would want to do and I mean, it's just me on my mat and Valerie, you know, I don't teach like this now. Like I just was doing the class and talking out loud at the same time. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't actually teaching. I was just doing it and being like, hey, we should all do this together. And um, this way, y'all. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and warrior two. I don't know. And they left and I go into the room where my husband was and I sat down and I was like, I am supposed to do this. Mm, wow. That's your awesome. aha moment. It was. Oh my gosh. It was like, that was, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then as they say, the rest is history, right? I did like at the time, this was again, still yoga a little bit before yoga was cool. So, um, you know, you could get by with like an online yoga training back then started with that um did that for about a year and a half and then was like I still can't find anywhere else I would want to go what if I just make something by the way totally not in my brain about the conversations I had had years earlier right with Ashley yeah. like that wasn't on the forefront I mean I'd had two kids since then you know you can't remember <laughs> your name 
much less like stuff like that. Right. That was a kernel that was sort of tucked away in a fold somewhere in the back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I was not thinking that. I just was like, I want to create my own place. Like we talked a little bit earlier, right? Finding your people and like having tier. And I was still trying to find my people, but also I was still trying to figure out myself. Right. Right. And like, just this like overall, like kind of loss of identity, loss of purpose. Um, Yeah, just really lost. Um, And yoga was like helping me come back home. Mm -hmm. It's only not to the home that like I expected to find. It wasn't the person who I would have expected to find had you asked me at 22, (laughs) Right? right? Totally different. Um, so yeah, so I was like, I'm going to start this space. And at the time I had a a business partner that who, somebody else who was like, I want to start a yoga studio. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's start a yoga studio. And, oh, I was pregnant. (laughs) I was (laughs) pregnant with my third. Um, that's the last time I'm going to say that on this podcast. (laughs) I stopped at three. It's like, gee, uh, you know how that happens, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. I do. I was done after that. But, uh. Pregnant. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I should totally start a career and own something and create something while I'm literally creating something inside of my body. And I have two other people to take care of. Makes perfect sense. Um, But I've learned to trust that when things don't make sense, that it's okay. It doesn't have to make sense. Right. Love that. Don't have to worry about the how. Right. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the how I knew. I knew the why I knew wanted to do it. I wanted to create community. I wanted to create that space where just people could come like a place where I would want to hang out. Right. I wasn't finding that. Um, and, and you've done an amazing job at that. I mean, I, some of our audience may not ever have the opportunity to go to your studio, but I have to say as somebody who goes there regularly, it's not just about the yoga. Right. No, I, I mean, I've, I hear you talk about it. It is, has become such an integral part of your life and your practice yeah. and what keeps you grounded and um, allows you to just open yourself up to joy. And it's just been such a remarkable thing. And, you know, Valerie was saying initially like this the hot yoga she's like never in a million years that I think I was going to be doing hot yoga on a Saturday morning (laughs) and we've talked so often about how Friday nights are hard and Saturday mornings are hard just because it's the end of the week the beginning of the week and you're exhausted and to like motivate for something like that can be hard if you're getting up and leaving the house and Valerie it's like um, it's like oxygen for her. Like she, that is, she does not miss that because she misses out on experiencing herself in her life for the rest of the weekend and the following week if she doesn't go. So I think you have, you know, succeeded a thousand percent with what you were trying to do. And I haven't even been, but I have heard <laughs> so much about it and how life-changing and life-altering that that space has been and it hasn't just been about the yoga like you're saying no it's not just about the yoga and and 100 right diane exactly what you said i couldn't have said it better myself but 
what I was going to say is that now, so this is the ripple effect, right? So I'm just one person in your studio, but you know, I've brought my son there, his girlfriend, you know, other people. So this is a great testament to you because without you, because I did yoga before, but never consistently, there was never consistent piece to that. I just, I didn't find my place. Well, but that's the same with me. Right. You know, I love it, but I, I don't, I don't have a comfortable spot. Right. And when you find that, when you find that place, it's like, I don't, I don't want to miss that Saturday morning. I need, I do need more yoga in my life. I will say I need to figure out the weekday piece, but you know, weekends I, I figured out Saturday and whatnot. But my daughter, when we were in LA, we walked by a hot yoga studio. She goes, look, mom, there's a hot yoga studio. I was like, oh, let's go check it out. We signed up for the next, the class, the next morning, 630 in the morning, when we were leaving on a flight that morning. So this was like, this had to be, let's do it. And then we got to skedaddle. She did it. She came back to Atlanta with me for the rest of her spring break. She came to your class on Saturday morning. And let me just tell you from that, from all that, she's been going four days a week now. Wow. So, oh, I love that. That's the ripple effect. So you'll see her a lot this summer because she's going to be with me here in, in Marietta, but that's the ripple effect that you've had just by like welcoming me into, you know, your studio. So that says a lot about you and the environment you've created there. Well, and Julie, oh, when you were looking you. to create something and you weren't finding it, what were you looking to create? You did mention community, but what was it look that you were looking to create that you weren't finding for yourself? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not from the South, right? Like I'm not a Southern person. I'm not from Georgia, I'm Indiana. Um, the South can be perceived as a slightly judgmental place if you are new. I'm just going to maybe say that that's a possibility. Um, say that I agree with you. Trying to fit into like, I think I spent the first two, maybe longer years living here, trying to like, where do I fit in here? Mm. Which group am I fitting in with? Like we went to church. So I had, there was like church people and there was like the new mom people and there was the neighborhood people. And it was like, like you had said before, finding your people. I'm like, I'm not for sure. Am I finding my people? Like, but then I'm like, but if you don't know yourself, you don't know who your people are anyway. Right. Create a space for personal exploration of authenticity mm -hmm. and what that means. And then when you can create a space that allows that for yourself, it just spills over and allows that for other people. I mean, that's a big thing I tell my teacher training, um, teacher trainers who come in to learn how to teach yoga. It's like, whatever you present, it will spill over, you know? And so like that authenticity um, and connection and joy. And I, I love that. that Valerie said that you can feel that because if, if nothing else I do, if I say all the wrong words in a yoga class, which can totally happen, right? Left, right, I don't know, up, down. It is Saturday morning. Yeah, it's, Saturday, <laughs> it's very early for me too, right? Like how many cups of coffee have I had? But like, if, if I get none of that right, if, if I forget a side, if I land in my why of just like the space that allows for connection, connection to your body, connection to your breath, connection to your spirit, connection to your life. And through that connection, 
You create access for connection to each other, like the world that we live in, the one that created us. And those connections allow access for joy and joyful living because life is short and you don't know how long you got. And I want to spend it living joyfully um, as I cry and I say the word joyfully. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but like the, the, there's heartache and there's stuff that happens and that's life. And joy isn't the same thing as happiness because I'm not always going to be happy, but the joy is a container and a big enough container to house sadness, to house heartbreak, to house anger, to house sadness. You know, it it can house all of it. Joy can. Um, And so, yeah, to operate from that space. And that's what I, I mean, in the yoga room, like when you're teaching hot yoga, I mean, if you get into all of those emotions <laughs> at any point in time, you're mad. You're like, oh man, this pose sucks. We've been in it forever. Why are we still here? It's so hot. I'm sweating my eyeballs out. Um, you know, and all those places that we go to in our mind when we get uncomfortable. And though, when the more we can see them, the more we can also see that space for joy. Like I get to do this and I get to have this human experience and all these emotions are part of the human experience. So that's what I was looking to create. And I'm so happy that it lands for for anyone really. Then I and also a place where anybody feels welcome. And that's hard to do. Yeah. I sometimes call this place my island of misfit toys. Like everybody's welcome here. <laughs> oh boy, do I love that so much. It's so true. And and Julie, I love that you have like a kids class, you have beginners class. She has so many different classes. I mean, she even did a class on the square and I brought my dog, (laughs) which was great (laughs) because it was, you know, you're on the square, you're outside. And so you're always thinking, you're always opening up the circle more and more. And I love that you do that. And again, it's, it's that welcoming piece. Everybody's welcome you're not, you know, it's all, it's inclusive. It's not exclusive. And that's a testament to you. And, you know, and you said the other day you were there and you were talking about feeling your friend in that place and that space. And didn't you say something about your training or there? So so there is a bit of a thing in amongst the other yoga teachers that there is a spirit that lives here. Like they call it the little yoga ghost. Um, And I always tell them, I'm like, it's not a ghost. (laughs) If it's a spirit, and because they're like, no, it's a good energy, but there's something here. Like I've had clients tell me that. I have my teachers tell me that. Like it gets brought up a lot. This is a six foot tall glass of water with strawberry blonde hair. That's exactly what I say. I go, just if if it's messing with you, just just say Ashley, I'm good. Just call it Ashley because it's all good spirits here. Like it's it, it, it does feel like, like I have definitely had my moments where I have been like, felt her in this space. Um, you know, COVID was obviously really hard for boutique fitness owners. Like I sure. really did not know if I would be here for, for how long, right? Like right. Was, I was looking at the end for sure. Like it definitely creeped in there and I had taught a class. And it was in the evening class, which I don't normally teach. 
and I was mopping up and just listening to music. And it's like, I could feel this like presence, like, you know, like, a, I, I'm sure it was her. And it was just like, I guess we did do this together after all, like who, who would have thought? And I just was like, I'm going to be okay. Um, and she's, she's here. She's with me. Um, she's got my back. She's in on this too. And that's why I think she messes with people. Cause she's like, I'm here. Like I get to be part of this. I planned it out. I brought her to yoga. Um, one of those weird circumstances, I will say. So again, was I kind of, again, forgot that we were going to do this, that we talked about it, like really forgot that we talked about it until I had opened, been open for a couple years. And when I come home, I sometimes like to um, visit with her family still, just with, like with her mom. And because I will actually run into her at the yoga studio that I go to in my hometown, which is fun. Um, and she'll, she actually had like in passing reminded me if that makes sense. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I love that you own a yoga studio. I remember when you and Ashley were talking about that and I had a, oh, like a recall, like a total yeah. recall. Where I was like, oh my gosh, we did talk about that. That's crazy. Like I had blotted it out or something. Like you can ask some of my friends. I do that anyway. I'm not really great at remembering stuff, but it like totally put it in front of my brain. I was like, I did, we did talk about that. Wow, she is here. And um, like I said, I had been open for maybe four or five years whenever I figured that out. And every year in November, just every now and then, like I, not every year, I, I, get, I get a little sad. And it's like, I don't even know that it's creeping up. And again, about four or five years ago, my husband was like, ah, makes sense. Because Ashley died today. And I'm like, how do you know that? Because I didn't write the date down. Like, I don't want to be reminded right. of PTSD moments. Thank you very much. But uh, he's like, well, I didn't really. But after about the second year of you kind of always having like a crazy day on November, I can't, I can't remember the date right now. He's like, I wrote it in my calendar. So I would remember. <laughs> he wrote it in his calendar. That's awesome. He would remember wow. that it's a day that I just get really sad on, even though I didn't remember the day. And then I'm like doing the math and I'm looking at it and I'm pretty sure it's maybe within a day when I opened the studio. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I opened it on the day that she died. Not, not again, knowing that at the time. Well, Julie, it's, it is such a special place. And as I said, like, your presence is amazing, but there's definitely an underlying presence there. And I have a funny little quick thing that you may or may not know about our podcast related to the yoga, which is a similar kind of, oh my gosh, moment. Because Diana and I had been talking about writing a book for years, years and years and years and years, talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And then we was like, yeah, we need to get together. We need to get together. We need to get together. And one Saturday I'm at yoga. I'm not making this up. True story. And I go to order a smoothie and there is a, you know, a flyer by, by the smoothie counter. And it says yoga and book writing retreat with Rihanna. I, I took a picture of it and I said, I said to Diana, what do you think? And she said, let's book it. From that point forward, 
we booked this retreat. I remember it was in January. We booked the retreat. We went in May. And that's when we first started like forming all of our no mums, no carns, no daisies, like plans and everything. I mean, it was like, it was amazing. It was our launching pad. And originally it was going to be a book and then a podcast. But then when the pandemic happened, it flipped. It's a podcast. Now we're working on the book. So I just wanted to bring that full circle for you because honestly, so much has happened out of your studio and what you've done and this journey with Ashley, whether you knew it or not, it, it's amazing. It's heartfelt. It's, it, I mean, I've had every emotion in the last hour that I could have, but, right. but all great and wonderful and, and so amazing and inspiring and you know how I feel about you. I mean, love and adore you so much. And your story gives me chills. And I'm just so grateful that you took time to spend with us and tell us, tell us your story and your journey because it's, it's inspiring, Julie. It really oh, is. It is. Thank you so much. And again, you two keep that gab alive for all of us out there who, I mean, again, I wish I could have some of these conversations now, right? Knowing right now and that growth with her and how those would have been um so like the cherishing of your friendship and like what you guys get to share that gift of gab with everyone yes. is uh, is really special so it is. i got emotional the first time i heard it because i did that's when i first heard, told valerie about any other story I said oh i love listening to you too it's just like you're too old too not old you yeah. don't want to too <laughs> Oh, seasoned, no. two seasoned <laughs> you're, you're friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're good with it. That, Absolutely. It is. She's she's home to me. And thank you for creating that amazing space, Julie, for my beautiful friend mm -hmm. to find her joy in in her creamy center and for all the other people that are so fortunate to have that that space as well. I know you and love you now too. <laughs> Did you just say creamy center? I just want to say, I love that. <laughs> okay, on that note. Have I not said that before? <laughs> this made me giggle. It's yeah. stupid. It Helps giggle. you find your creamy center. <laughs> anyway, on that note, everybody, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed Julie Eubanks. Um, she's inspirational, motivational, and just goes to show if you have a dream and you put your nose to the grindstone anything can happen and who knows who's who knows who's up there looking out for you so yes pay attention to the universe pay attention so thanks everybody for joining us it's been fun have a great day and don't forget to like us post post comments and all the good things you know you know all the social media things we love for you to do have a great day everybody love you. bye guys bye. Bye.